Welcome everyone here at Today with the Aliens, your podcast. Um, today we are going to talk with Fantasy. Fantasy is another PhD student here at Purdue University, also in engineering education, but I want that she maybe wants to share with us more her profile. Um, so hi, Fantasy. Hi, Christian. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you all today. Um, my name is Fantasy Nicole Curry. I go by Fantasy Nicole professionally, and I am a second year PhD student in engineering education. I am currently in um, Dr. Alice Polly's lab, and I pretty much like to study anything pertaining to um, Black women in engineering spaces and things like acts of resistance, um, activism, and empowerment, um, and the ways that the way we as Black women experience engineering and how that empowers, how that influences us to seek ways to empower ourselves through like standing up for ourselves or, you know, just the different methods that we use, right? So that is what I'm interested in. I really love like Black feminist uh, thought and, you know, anything related to like critical race theory, um, all of those. So I'm super excited, you know, and I'm also the social justice and inclusion chair for um, the engineering education graduate student association. And I also serve on the graduate committee as well. Hmm, nice. Maybe that you didn't know about all the audience, but it was very difficult to talk with her. She's a very busy woman. But it was very nice, and thanks to, so much for the time that you're giving <laughs> us today. <laughs> so, fantasy, I, I don't know if you Thank know you. what the, this podcast or this at least episode about, and it's about stereotypes. The last episode we were talking about stereotypes, and this episode, oh, the thing that we are going to do with you today is like a, a small talk about that, that thing. You are going to be our guest to talk about that. And if you have any idea about that, so of course this is going to be your space to talk about that. So what do you think about stereotypes? What is your definition about the stereotypes? And what kind of stereotypes have you lived with? Okay, everything about that. So let me know, I'm going, we are going to chat here between us. Okay, awesome. Um... So when I think of stereotypes, I think of any type of preconceived assumption or notion that you have about some form of an intersecting oppression, like maybe race, um, gender, um, being differently abled, um, you know, your international status, like your citizenship status, any of those things. I feel like if you already have a preconceived notion about someone based on one of their identities, then that's a stereotype. So now with that definition, have you ever perceived that someone have, ha, has half and stereotypes with you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh. Um, I am a very vibrant, bold, energetic Black woman. And I've definitely, in multiple spaces, been viewed as aggressive. I've been viewed as the angry Black woman. I've been viewed as confrontational. Um, 
you know, and these are stereotypes, right, that Black women have had for years um, in America. And I've definitely experienced that being as vocal as I am, um, being an alpha woman, you know, that having that type of personality, um, being assertive, you know, or even just being inquisitive, right? Like, or where I ask someone a question and they assume that because I was asking the question that I was trying to catch an attitude with them. Um, and they, they automatically associated me with being like this angry person, like with being the angry black woman. Um, and then of course, you know, when I brought it to their attention, it was like, no, that was never what it was. Like, I, you know, I wasn't trying to do that to you. And, but that's how I felt. Right. And it's, you know, and it was pretty evident that that was what that was, but for them, they may not have felt that are very harmful, at least they've been for me. Um, because then it causes me to want to have to decide whether or not I want to alter my behavior or not so that I can minimize the amount of times that I'm stereotyped. So for instance, if I go into a room for the first time, you know, do I act like ordinary fantasy? Am I, do I ask a lot of questions? Do I, you know, sit, do I speak up? Do I share ideas? Do I share like my thoughts? Or, you know, if I do this and this is something opposite of what someone else knew, or am I going to be viewed as angry or, you know, too aggressive? So I'm constantly having to decide which version of fantasy is going to show up today and in which capacity you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, actually, now I'm thinking, how do you deal with those stereotypes? Because you are telling me that maybe you share with uh, other ones, uh, one fantasy or another. So wh how do you choose that? Or how do you do that? Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's hard because I'm at a space in my life where I'm trying like not to alter myself for other people. And I just kind of feel like they can learn to cope with the reactions and stuff that I get from other people and the stereotypes that are then placed on me um, because I, because I am myself. Um, so I think the coping for me, the coping mechanisms for me are just like, you know, making sure that I affirm myself and I have I tell myself like, okay, yes, this person knows that you're like, thinks that you're the angry black woman, but you know that you were just asking a question and no one can ever take that away from you. The fact that you were asking a question is nothing wrong with asking a question. So I have to validate myself constantly um, regarding that. Also, I have to have like mentors and other um, people who understand where I'm coming from. So I usually have a lot of black mentors um, and they will, you know, tell me like, you know, like, like kind of reaffirm for me as well, like invalidate me and my experiences um, instead of dismissing them or trying to like gaslight me and say like, this, this, this didn't happen. This wasn't what this was. And this wasn't what this person was trying to send an impact, right? Like can intend for something to come off a certain way, but the impact for someone else might be completely different. 
Um, and so I think that it's just important to, you know, acknowledge that there are multiple ways to deal with stereotypes. I hate that we have to deal with them, but one of the ways that I do is like constantly having some type of self-care regimen where I validate and affirm myself. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, the community because you are telling me that you have also some mentors, black mentors that who are helping you to deal with the stereotypes as well. So how did you find mm -hmm. them? I'm thinking not just from you because I, I can see that you have a very nice network around you or you have constructed that. But what about those people who haven't done that? Mm. Um, it's important to put yourself out there. I, de I definitely like networking is a really big thing for me. I love to connect with people. I love to meet new people. And you never know when, you know, you'll be able to help somebody or they'll be able to help you. So I like to keep my um, keep my my bridges you know I don't like to burn bridges I like to I like to construct the bridge and I like to keep it open for travel as much as I need to um I will say if you don't have a network if you don't have a community yet find at least one person that you trust and ask them how you can how you can expand because most of the time like the one person that we trust and we really confide in they're usually like in our research area or they have some idea of like what could possibly be going on right because I don't you know call my mom all the time to tell her about situations or ask her about situations in academia because I'm a first generation college student so she wouldn't know but if I call a professor that's been in a PhD program, you know, and knows like what, what are some of the things are that I'm dealing with, it's easier to get guidance and support, um, you know, that's more relevant. And so um, I think having a mentor and then connecting, like you have to reach out, right? Like, so first start with people who have your same similar research interests, or if it's easier for you to talk to your peers, start with the peer. And then ask them, like, who do you talk to when you're having problems? Like, who do you confide in? Um, how did you connect with these people? Also, becoming part, becoming a part of organizations or committees or societies, anything like that, that actually has more of a support basis. Um, I think sometimes it's hard as researchers, you know, as, a, as graduate students, because we're constantly researching, we're constantly teaching. So it's very difficult to figure out what it is that we want to be doing, right? And how we want to be doing that. Um, but I definitely think when you, when, you, when you seek at least one person, it'll help you build a network. It's just constant communication. Yeah, it makes sense. Sometimes it's pretty difficult, I guess, to find someone who can share or you can share your experiences. And I'm thinking now about the feelings. So, because uh, the feelings related to the stereotypes could be very, very hard or aggressive, I guess. I'm not sure about the word, the specific word for that. Mm -hmm. So how do you de deal with that? Because sometimes it's not so easy to deal with that. Um, all right. Um, so how do I deal with the feelings? Oh my God, it is hard because I'm an empath. I'm a very sensitive person. Um, 
I'm tough, right? I've had to be tough all my life. And that's that's also another stereotype, right? Like a lot of times people feel like Black women are so strong and they can't be hurt and they just persevere through anything and stuff, but they don't realize the emotional and mental toil that that has on us. Um, and, you know, I'm sure that is is very similar or there are also other consequences that are just as bad, you know, with other uh, groups with intersecting oppressions as well. But, you know, it it's hard because everybody sees me and they know they know that I'm the type of person that just keeps going. And I like, um, you know, I just chug along. Right. I'm very persevering. However, um, you know, they don't see me cry after every meeting or cry after every class or have to call my mom, you know, just so I can hear her tell me that, you know, I'm good enough or that I'm not this person. And it's OK to ask questions and it's OK to be different um, or call my mentor. Right. And say, hey, like, I, you know, I've dealt with this. Like, how do I deal with this? Like, what do I do? You know, it's for me. Dealing with those feelings is number one. The first step is actually to sit with them and like acknowledge what those feelings are, how it make what the situation is, what occurred, how it made you feel, and even journaling. I like to journal. I like to write poetry. I like to write short stories. Um, so even doing things like that, right? Like writing out, okay, this is what happened. Um, this is how. I felt in this situation and these are the steps that I'm going to take for next time so that I don't have to even put myself in this situation. But then that also kind of makes you want to remove yourself. So I'm, I'm, I like to, when I deal with stressful stuff, like I like to weigh, is it worth it? And then if it's not worth it, then I remove myself. And if it's worth it, then I just find a way to deal with it, which is not, which is not always good because, you know, sometimes when you have these situations, you can't, you're usually dealing with people in power, right? So you can't just tell them flat out, like, hey, I felt this way and you did this to me, you know, because that could, that could affect, you know, your paycheck. It could affect your progress in school. It could affect, you know, your future career objectives or whatever. So, you know, it's very, um, it's very, it's an emotional tax. It's like an emotional note and a mental text, which then eventually starts to weigh on your physical. You know, when you're dealing with a lot of stuff like that, it can, you know, reduce your productivity or, you know, at least your interest in being productive, right? Like you might still get the work done, but it's like pulling teeth, you know? Um, but I definitely think that for me, dealing with my feelings, I have to sit in them. I know I ramble a lot too, y'all, so I'm sorry, but it's, this is good rambling. <laughs> but definitely sitting with my feelings, journaling out what happened, how it made me feel, deciding my next course of action, and then taking that. Um, but also, again, it requires me to affirm myself and, and tell myself that I'm good enough, that I you know, I can do anything that I want to do if I set my mind to it, you know, and for me, I am a very spiritual person. So also like one of the things I like to say is what God has for me cannot pass me by and any weapon that comes against me shall not prosper. Like, you know, it just is one of those things where you just have to keep telling yourself that at the end of the day, I'm going to be good regardless. Like I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to let this stop me. And I'm just going to do what I have to do. 
Wow, that's a lot of things. Actually, right now, it makes me realize that there's exhausted to be the one who is being a stereotype. So uh, what do the other people who are not, in this case, a black woman, should learn or should do to avoid the stereotype? So not just the from the part of the who is now being the stereotype person, but the other side, what do they have to do? What do we have to do? I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm going to be there, but like, what do we have to do? Um, well, I will say that I think that to a certain extent, everyone has like stereotypes in mind, right? Like, you know, when we think of, um, <laughs> for instance, like there are stereotypes that like, you know, there was a movie called White Men Can't Jump you know, about a guy playing basketball and you have movies about, um, you know, you have, like, there there can be good and bad stereotypes. You have stereotypes about Black people being able to dance or or gay people being fashionable. You know, the, these are stereotypes. Like, everybody has ideas of what these stereotypes are. Um, for people who do the stereotyping, it's best if you just keep those stereotypes in your head. Like, I don't, I don't need to know how you, how you think I should act or how you feel I should act. Like, I, like, like, I don't have, I don't need that validation or that confirmation or even that type of ridicule from you. Right. So like, keep it to yourself. Like no one asks for your opinion, you know, <laughs> no one asks for your thoughts on, you know, whether or not you thought I could succeed as a black woman or was uh or or whether or not that you think that this international student like is the best person in math like these are stereotypes like nobody cares nobody asks for your opinion like this person is living their life let them live their life and unless they ask you something or you're having a conversation with them about something else that's the only time that you should be conversing with them in that way like and and not even just avoid stereotypes it's like just avoid actually saying it right like we all have these stereotypes in our heads like when we first meet people right we we judge them based on what we see and it's not necessarily a bad thing like that's actually how we kind of maneuver through the world and make decisions on stuff that we haven't endured yet but it's not okay to place your stereotypes your thoughts and your beliefs on someone else and so just stop don't do it if you have it you know, and you just really feel like you got to get it out, maybe write it down in a journal to yourself or something, but don't, don't tell them, they don't need to know. Um, and if you do stereotype someone, if you do say something and they tell you that it's offensive, listen, don't try to justify what you did or why you said it. You know, I've had people ask me how I felt about something. And then when I told them, they tried to justify what they said or tell me like, well, you did this, or I felt like you were doing this to me, so I did this to you. And I'm like, that doesn't matter right now. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to invalidate your feelings. However, you asked me how I felt about this particular situation. It does not matter what your justification was or what your intent was. The impact was this, and this is how I felt. So sit with that and actually think through it you know, and reflect on how you can do different next time. And also don't you know, there are resources and stuff out here. We're all scholars. We know how to find papers. Like, 
there are resources out here to help people, you know, learn to kind of carve like those uh, types of behaviors. And I think you shouldn't expect the individual to constantly be the one to try to stop you from doing that because that's a that's work on them that they're not getting paid for you know that's an emotional work for them that's physical work for them and that's mental work for them and you know that can cause them extra stress just by having to constantly tell you like what you're doing wrong or how you should do it this way and stuff and it's okay if every now and then you know you want to ask but for the most part it should not be you you asking them and consulting them with everything if you're not paying them to do that like don't make them do that work you know for you yeah that's amazing what you have said because i'm thinking that it's an issue and it's a very difficult issue to solve you know uh, to have stereotypes against someone and the bad stereotypes as you said because there are the other ones It's very difficult because they are like fixed in your brain sometimes, like how you're going to deal with that as well. So it's a constant work of reflection and a constant work of listening. I, I, I really like the idea that you said about listening, that listening the other one without trying to justificate that. It's like very difficult because the ego is going to be there is going to rise there and going to say like, no, 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 wait, I, I have the reason. I, I, I also, I, I have the reason. I have the, the idea, the real idea, the good idea of the truth. And you are not, I'm not going to tell you, uh, I'm not going to allow you to, to tell me that is wrong. So it's interesting is to, it's difficult, I guess, at the same time. And I, I'm not sure if how to, teach the people about that, how to do that. Do you have an idea about that? How to teach people about that? Oh, um, how to teach people how to listen? Yeah, how to listen, um, at least in the case of your specific case, a black woman, third generation. How, how do you think that maybe they can learn more about you or they can, yeah, learn more about you or your situation or your community or whatever you want to say um that's hard right because it's a lot of information out there about mm -hmm. you know about black people about poor people about um people in the lgbtq community about people who have international status and and, and but not all information is good not all representation is great um but i think you just have to look, you know, you have to look and you have to use your spirit of discernment. And sometimes you don't have it. Right. And, but I definitely think there are certain, we always talk about like what lens are we looking at this from? Right. And I think, you know, for many people like situating yourself in the context, like for instance, if you, had someone say something like that to you how would you feel it's like even something as simple as that it's like you know do unto others as you would have them do unto you like don't come at me with a stereotype that you wouldn't also want to be reciprocated on you or your child you know or your or your parents or your significant other it's like even simple things like that just think of me as a human just like you are right like think of me as someone who has feelings, 
who, you know, just because you're a nice person, you know, doesn't mean that the things you say don't hurt people. And, you know, and that's something that I've even had to learn because because I'm a very vocal person. Sometimes I say stuff and I'm like, oh, well, my friends know like that I have their best, you know, intentions at heart. Like I would never say anything to try to hurt them or hurt their feelings or harm them. But it doesn't mean that I don't. And when they share with me, I don't say, well, I was doing this because I wanted you to, you know, do X, Y and Z or I wanted you to feel X, Y and Z or I didn't want you to do this. But I was like you know what? You're right. Like I could have said that a different way. I could have handled this situation a completely different way. Um, you know, I, I apologize. I, you know, I never meant to hurt you and I would do better next time. That's it. Like, you know, listening does not always require a response. I can listen to you talk for hours. And if that's all you need, then that's all I should be giving you. You know, sometimes we just assume that there has to be a conversation and it doesn't. Great. Thank you. So I guess we are done today with the interview. It's over. So thank you so much, Fantasy. I really enjoy all the time talk with you, but we don't have enough time for this episode because it's a little bit short. So it's it's for today right now but i guess that we are going to talk with you again in other times because i think these kind of topics there have too many things to talk about so thank you so much right you want to share with us many uh, awesome. thank you so much for having me no just you know know whoever is listening um that you are a light in the world and that no one can dim that light without your permission. So don't give them that permission. Cool. Thank you. So this is We The Alliance and see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.